Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next.
get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And it's another Tuesday night in the great northern plains of this country of ours. Vince Wright, back with you. Sports done right, people. Coming to you from the Situation Room here at the Lakeside Governor's Estate here in Minnesota. I want to welcome everybody aboard, all you Vikings fans especially. It was ugly. It was ugly. But we will get to that a little later on. That's all I got to say about it right now. It was ugly. (laughs) Okay. But uh, lots of stuff about our purple to get into tonight. Obviously, big news um, breaking. Kind of today, it was kind of interesting because um, Sam Bradford, our quarterback, obviously the knee was hurting Sunday. Now rumor mills starting to swirl. You know, bruised bones. Uh all kinds of, you know, I want to save a little bit for later on. Just want to save a little bit for later on. Uh, I want to say what up the Bama boy joining us in here first in the mix tonight. And Bama, tough squad, tough squad, man. As much as we give Bama boy crap, us Bama haters, you really got to respect what Nick Saban has done down there. Uh, I hate to say that. <laughs> I really do. But uh, Bama Boy, want to say what's up to you and your Falcons, man. Big win over Green Bay. As a Vikings fan, we definitely like that. Matter of fact, that was the only thing us Vikings fans had going for us. So, yeah, we're going to get into it all tonight. We got college football, obviously, Gophers 3 0, PJ Fleck, Rowan Boats, and whatnot. But without one of our uh, Georgia Speedsters in the lineup, Shannon Brooks out injured. So we'll get into Gopher Talk. We'll talk a little bit about the surprise of college football this year, and that comes from the Big Ten Conference, too, and that is the Purdue Boilermakers. Now, I ain't saying they're going to the Rose Bowl, Drew Brees, uh, Bowler. Those guys ain't walking through the tunnel, but it's, it's, a good, it's a good story. Purdue is a real cool campus, great school. Um, you know, not known probably for the best facilities out there and whatnot, but you know, they're two and one big win on the road down at, uh, Mizzou. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about Purdue Boilermakers here. And, um, as the chat room fills up, I'm sure we'll get in some SEC talk tonight, uh, Gilbert Batista, my co-host from Ringside, is going to be joining us in about, oh, 18 minutes. We're going to recap the fight. Uh, Triple G, Canelo. Uh, there's going to be a lot of opinions expressed. Me and my partner are on different sides of the scorecard. Not by much, but he had Canelo winning. I had Triple G winning. But, man, it was a hell of a 
fight. So, with that being said, um, let's get in to a little sports done right. By the way, I am Vince Wright, your sports governor. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Um, you can also follow the group or follow me and by way of me the show on Facebook. Sports Done Right is the uh, group page. Make sure you can check us out. Sports Done Right, W R I G H T. And, uh, you know, throw your two cents in there. Do your thing. We love to have you come check us out. Uh, let's see, what else do we get? Uh, oh, and of course, the, 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 the platform, Spreaker.com. And by way of that, my podcasting partners, X-Squad Affiliates. That's right, all the homies over there want to say what's up. Um, many, many, man, I think we're up to about 20 shows now or something like that. It is just nuts. Just go to the page. Um, you'll hear some drops through the night. But, man, just come check us out. And... Um, xsquadaffiliates.com we are doing big 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 things um let's see here looks like somebody's buzzing through on my actual phone um sorry homie can't get you uh what else we got going on here in the world of sports man not that i'm talking about it tonight but i just i can't believe hockey season's back you know being in minnesota uh fans are already starting to go crazy for the the minnesota wild obviously um, hockey around the corner, and w- which means the NBA is right around the corner. That's right, man. We're in mid-September, and it's all starting to come together again. Remember, it seemed like just a few short weeks ago where we said goodbye to the NBA. Everybody was griping all. It's just baseball time now. Um, let's see here. And if you want to call the number 651-968-0124, uh, six five one nine six eight zero one two four is the number. Oh boy! All right, so much to get into tonight. Uh, so much football. So, yeah, and Twins, Yankees. By the way, Minnesota's up one nothing. Uh, took a loss to Jersey Vern's dreaded Yanks last night. Twins trying to hold on to that last wild card position. Yanks trying to. Uh, really put a stranglehold now on the first wild card position. Oh, and it looks like we got a call from Kentucky coming in here. Mr. Colonel Coffee, I know that's got to be you, my friend. How are you, sir? Very good. How are you, man? Hey, man, I am Long doing time. wonderful. It, it, it has been. I'm glad you called in, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my fraternity brother, the one and only Colonel Michael Ray Coffey out of the great state of Kentucky by way of Louisville. Go Cards. Not so much last week, yeah. but, you know. No, no, but, <laughs> hey, Clemson's a plug-and-play team now. They, they they lose a guy, they can plug in a guy, you know. I mean, they're, uh, yeah, they right, they man. whooped our ass up and down the field, you know. And, um, you know, they're about what they were last year, if not better, and we are not what we were last year. Don't throw out the last three games. Last three games were awful for us last year. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bad – game day was the highlight of the day just about, besides yeah, Patino and the size medium jersey. But, um, but no, no, it's, it, it was a fun game for a quarter. <laughs> and then after that, it wasn't that much fun, so – 
Well, amen. So, well, cough. Tell me about it. First off, folks, uh, coffee season ticket holder down there in Cardinal Nation. Um, beautiful stadium. You know, Louisville has really sunk a bunch of money into that program, and they're really. I think it's really paid off for them. I uh, love the remodel on the stadium a few years ago, cough. But um, and they're adding know, on. They're adding on to it. New, yeah, new I, I saw that. Year. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I mean, just more and more people coming down to to check out the cars, yeah. but. You know, let's talk just a little bit about that game, man. Just tell us, you know, what did you see? What went wrong for Louisville? You know, you like you said, you played good for a quarter, but after that, what happened to your squad, my man? Well, you know, big question marks to start were like the offensive line and the defense front seven overall. And, okay, offensive line, they held up okay. You know, Lamar's going to do what Lamar does. I mean, you know, 22 players on the field. And we got one, and they got twenty-one, basically. Um, but uh, the defense—I mean, geez—they would hand the Clemson would hand the ball off up the middle, and it wasn't like they knocked our guys over. They just push them out of the way and get five yards every time. Right, boom, boom, right. boom, automatic. And then everybody has to start pinching up a little bit, and then they just throw over the top. And and you know, we got a new defensive coordinator this year. We Grantham went down to Mississippi State, and somehow or another, we traded and got Mississippi State's coordinator, a young guy, and. Um, Boy, he, yeah, he's got some work to do. Um, but the season's not over. It's one game, one game against exactly. one of the best teams in the na- guess one of the best teams in the nation, and they whooped <laughs> our ass. Well, and, hey, you know, but, 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 I, but I think I mean... back to last. But I think right. I think back to last year, we whooped up on Florida State, and then Florida State made it to the Orange Bowl. You know, and so mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's still you know we can still get nine, ten wins out of the season, for, I would think, but we'll see. Um, you know, we still have good skill guys and we got Lamar offensive lines getting better. Defense has a lot of questions to figure out. And we got a couple weeks with kind of our pushover part of the schedule, uh, Kent state, Murray state, that kind of stuff like that. And, uh, and then we get back into it, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, we, I mean, it was just, you could just tell from the beginning though, Clemson would hand the ball off, go up the middle. They'd just get five yards at a clip. No problem. And it's like, oh, that's not good. Because, I mean, if our interior defensive line can't stop, you know, it, that's just automatic all day. Just yeah. their big boys just laid it on ours, you know. So, yeah. And then their quarterback, at Brian, I mean, he, you know, he's everything Watson was. So, oh, maybe right. not as a exactly. leader, but but, 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 he, but he can make the plays. He, he's not a freshman. He's a junior. He can make all the plays. That's right. You know, he's had a couple years now to sit behind, um, you know, um, Deshaun and all the now here's the thing cough here's the thing what does Bobby Petrino have to do now to just get it out the system hey look defending national <laughs> champions there's there's no shame in losing the Clemson we we know no that. right you right. know but what does he got to do now to get get this squad back on track back refocused for the next game well, you, I heard your intro a second ago and talking about Purdue. And, you know, they got a Louisville guy there coaching them now, Brom, mm-hmm. who was down at uh, Western Kentucky, and his family's still here in town. They gave us more game than we thought. Week two, we got more of a game than we probably thought we were going to have against North Carolina. Right. And it, it comes down, I mean, and Bobby's not a defensive guy, but our offense is usually going to get points. Now, we didn't last week, but typically we're going to get points. And what's going to take? Well, next couple of weeks, blow the doors off. But then when we get an ACC schedule, you know, defense needs to step up. You know, I mean, we right, right. we can't we we can't be giving up twenty eight thirty points a game. I mean, we can hopefully score that much, 
You don't want to get in shootouts. Exactly. I mean, I don't want to be a Big Twelve. I don't want to be a Big Twelve team. No, you don't. Not at all, man. Not at all. You know. Well, the good so, news though, Cough, is now you got a couple weeks. You got Kent State. You got Murray State. Um, again, no disrespect, but on paper, those should be two victories. We, we should. We should <laughs> win. And and you know, we are missing our best corner, our best defensive player, Alexander Jair Alexander. And he was out after the Purdue game, after the first half Purdue game, he hurt his knee. And so he'll be back at some point and, you know, he'll, he'll shut down one part of the field to a degree. And so, you know, we're bringing in guys secondary wise. And of course that shifts everything else, but you know what? I never was a coach. <laughs> so, well, so, so, so that, that's just me, my, you know, armchair exactly. quarterback kind of stuff. Well, but, you know, um, let a hey, call. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off cough, but I want no, to go, go, man. You're this. good. Um, you got two big road games, I think, the rest of the year. Uh, at NC State, I see here on the schedule. Thursday October, night. Yep, Thursday, Thursday night, night game, game October yeah. 5th. Yeah. And then uh, the big one, Florida State on the 21st. Um, and, and I'll be at your house watching that game probably. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cough is coming back yeah, for the boy. Minnesota Golden Gopher homecoming. Got to love it. Got to love 20, it. First, first time in 25 years I'm going up homecoming, you know. So Man, Coff, I'll bring some bourbon up with me. You have not <laughs> been up to campus in 25 years? Man. Well, we, we went up. We were up there like about, before I got married, about 19, 20 years ago. We came up one summer. I, re- I think right? I remember you, that. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. and Ange were living in some place. It was over, over by, by the like, lake. Nice yep. park yeah, area. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that little lake and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I haven't been back a bit since, though. You yeah, know, I mean. I don't even think we you know, life, campus on that trip, did we? No, we. Yeah. I don't think we did. Life takes over. You know, sure, life takes yeah, over and boom, you got your own kids and everything else. And, you know, you got it before I did, man. You caught that bug before I did. So, um, <laughs> Yes, I did. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, um no, yeah, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, no, those are two big games left. NC State, I mean, they haven't done that much, but it's a Thursday night. It's going to be a blackout game for them, all the other things. You know, we got to take care of business on the road. Florida State, I mean, they still got a good defense, and they still got a whole lot of good players. All they got is a freshman quarterback. Well, they recruited him because he's probably a stud, and we'll see how much Florida State's a plug-and-play. Yeah. I mean, Clemson is. Plug in a guy, keep playing. Keep it going, exactly. So. Well, Kauf, let, before I get you out of here, my man, because I got about yeah, seven man. minutes before Gilbert calls me to recap you're the good. fight. But let me ask you this. As just a fan now, you're, you know, you're a Southern boy. You're down there in the Commonwealth. What do you think <laughs> about ACC football? I mean, we spend so much time, especially on this show, because a lot of people, and, you know, you've, you've seen it in, in the chat room. They're from SEC country and what yeah sure sure how do just you know talk to me man what do you think about acc football from from your eyes how do you feel about your conference this year it's i mean i i think most conferences are a whole lot the same it's like oil and water when you mix them you know one rises one sinks and there's a definite difference between that top layer and the bottom layer and we got a top layer you know we got florida state clemson louisville's trying to get in that at one point, Miami was in that their different oh, conference. God. Oh, yeah, my favorite uh, teams. <laughs> right, exactly. okay, you know, and so, and, and you look at SEC, you know, they're going to have their usual powers are going to be up there at the top of that. Now, there's a kind of fluctuate a little. Uh, Big Ten, same thing. You're going to have, you know, your Ohio State, and you know, Michigan's going to be back in there, and Penn State now. You know, you're going to have those in Wisconsin teams that kind of fluctuate in. Minnesota, hey, 
come on, gophers, crack that, row that boat, get up and down. I'm telling you uh, something. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, that's the way I, I mean, to me, it, there's those perennial powers. If you look at like the top 20 from 30 years ago, 50 years ago, especially 30 years ago, it's going to look a whole lot, a whole lot of similar names as what you see now because it's just built on that steady growth of tradition. And maybe more so now the ACC is maybe new kids on the block to a degree. You know, Clemson has always been, they would always what they'd call, they say they'd Clemson a game. They'd club it away at the end. Well, they don't anymore. And Florida state's there now. And they, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they were just getting there. Louisville's new kid on the block. And hopefully we can be there, you know? So it's, uh, I mean, I, I look, I, I look at it as, you know, almost all conferences have that cream of the crop and then you kind of got the rest and they're in there for the paycheck and the money. They're going to get that TV money, you know? Um, but you know, for us, I, you know, I, I would like to say we're going to have somebody in the playoff each year, but the way it's organized now with only four teams getting in and if we all end up knocking each other off, you know, especially we run the same side of the division as, Florida State and Clemson. Right. So we got them. We got them every single year. And you look at the other side, and it's like, man, why can't we be on the other side? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. That t- to me, it's it's there's a cream, and then there's the rest. And I think that's almost any conference. And every and I'll admit, Louisville's one of those teams we're fighting to get into that cream on a consistent basis. Exactly. And we'll see what happens once Lamar's gone. Lamar's a stud. I love having him there. He makes plays every game sure where everybody is. just sets back and just smiles at each other and shakes their head. Like what the hell, you know? But it's it's great to see. I'm glad he's on my team, but he might be gone after this year. He, he might be gone after this year, you know. I, is, I would uh, bank on that probably. Yep, uh, probably. And there's a, there's a young kid waiting there to take his spot. And you know, I don't know if he's going to pull that kind of crap off, but it'd be nice if he did. But no, ACC. You know, it'd be nice if we had a team in there every year. Um, Clemson looks for real. You know, they'll still, they still might drop a game, but they dropped a game last year against Pitt and still made it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they'll, they'll be a team that will be there in the end. And they'll answer. Right. Florida State will still be in a good bowl. I would hope we're going to still be there in a good bowl. Sounds I think we have the capability to. But it's, oh, yeah. I think every conference, though, has that cream and all the rest. And you look back 30 years ago at the rankings. Oh, of course. Probably look a whole lot the same. My man. So, all right, Cop. Uh, well, hey, I'm gonna you, you let you let me know what you want etched on a bottle, and I'll be yes. bringing it up. All right, my brother. Um, give my okay. best to the family. Looking forward to you and Jen getting up here for homecoming. Oh, it's gonna, be gonna have a great, be great time. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Take all it right, easy, man. Cop. Take care, bro. All See right, you. peace. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Coffee, good Colonel, my fraternity brother out of Louisville, Kentucky. And while I got a quick minute here before Gilbert calls in, let me acknowledge the chat room here. I want to say what up to DJ Nunu out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I hope your husband's doing much better there, too. Thank you for tuning in there in the speaker.com chat room on Sports Done Right. Slug O! Sluggo the Hammer, GSU alum and GSU season ticket holder, my man. What's up, Sluggo? We already gave Bama Boy props. He was first in here tonight as well. Miss Tori Lee has joined us as well. I want to say what up to Tori. Hope you're doing well. Larry B. Larry B., the chairman of the board, IE Sports Radio, the one and only. Check him out. Check out IE Sports Radio 
Um, always showing love to X Squad. We're showing it right back. So make sure you guys follow IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. And by the way, Larry, this is for you. What up, all you boxing fans? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor, and me and Gilbert Batista are the host of Ringside on IE Sports Radio. Make sure you keep it tuned to IE Sports Radio, Spreaker.com for the latest edition of Ringside. All the boxing news you need right here. Keep it tuned, Spreaker.com, IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Oh, I love it. I love it. I like that drop. I like that drop. Number out. All right. So Gilbert Batista actually will be joining us uh, momentarily. Um, again, chat room, Spreaker.com. Now, got off the phone with my frat brother, Mike Coffee. Like I said, tonight we're going to get into all kinds of NFL talk. We got some college football talk. Florida with a big comeback. Purdue is everybody's darling story. Uh, Wisconsin keeps winning in the Big Ten West, Ohio State coming back, Michigan, I mean, and of course, the SEC, I mean, we can't forget about Alabama. All right, we got Gilbert on the line here. Mr. Batista, how are you, sir? I'm good, and yourself? I am doing just great, and ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, the cut man, and also the co-host of the coolest boxing show on Spreaker. That's Ringside IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Gilbert Batista. The cut man, we call him. All right, yes, cut sir. man, let's get to it. Now, we're kind of on two different ends of the scorecards here, but I think we can both agree that neither of those cards was 118 to 110. Um, Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that was a little bit too much. Um. I gave I gave the fight to Canelo for two rounds. I mean, I don't see where it was 118-110. But, I mean, to be honest with you, it was a really good fight. It was a really tight fight. Both guys were getting punches off, and they were executing their game plans to a T. So I don't disagree with the draw. It was just right. the, the that, that one big controversy, which is the, the, the scorecard. And it kind of took away from what Canelo did because he did do a lot. It was just, and he didn't get caught. Um, and a lot of people were booing, but I think it was more, they were booing the result than the yeah. actual fighter himself. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that crowd was, was insane. And by the way, a full house this time, as opposed to the exhibition a couple of weeks ago too. But I agree with you, Gilbert. Um, you know, I, I had one. I actually, my card was the exact card that the 115-113 uh, judge had. I had it the exact same way. Um, you know, Canelo comes out, wins early rounds. Um, you can have that big swath of kind of middle rounds going to uh, Triple G. And just when you thought, man, or at least when I thought Triple G finally, finally might be cracking through on his way to some type of um, maybe not pure knockout, but a TKO stoppage and starting to set it up. Here comes Canelo Alvarez. And I mean, that dude has earned my respect cut, man, because, you know, he was taking some shots and he stood center. Now, um, tell me what you think about this, Gilbert. I thought Canelo was definitely at his worst when he was doing the rope thing, when he was laying on those ropes 
I don't I, I I didn't get that. He's so much better in the middle of the ring. Well, to me, it was to try to invite Triple G to to go in on him because he caught him with a bunch of counters on the ropes. If you go back and look at the fight, every time he came in on him on the ropes, he was catching him with the uppercuts, and he caught him in, with a really good one in the second round where you could see the yes, spit yes, fly up from yeah, that big absolutely. from that big uppercut. But at times, I think he also got gassed a little bit with all the movement. So he had to lay on the ropes for a little bit to give his legs the, the rest he needed to continue on for the 10th, 11th, and 12th round. Nice point. Nice point. That's why he's the cut man, people. Gilbert Batista. So, Gilbert, let me t- let me ask you this. What did you think about the first three rounds? I thought... Um, you know, sure, it's a feeling out process, especially the first round. But I thought Canelo in rounds two and three really started to come a little bit and started looking pretty nice. Um, you know, I, I I was wondering if somebody was maybe going to try and work the body early on to maybe set up, you know, some fatigue in the other fighter. That didn't happen. This was pretty much a headhunt until the middle rounds where Canelo started landing some tremendous body shots. Well, when you look at it, the first three rounds, they they were tight rounds, but I, I gave them early to Canelo because he was doing all the movement. He was he, he was pot-shotting them. He was pot-shotting them at, at will. And um, in the fourth round, you could tell that, that Triple G was trying to tighten up, try, try to go more, make a concerted effort to pressure a little bit more. But I thought in the fourth round, Canelo still had a couple of those headshots that were well shots. And so I gave the fourth one to him, and... And I, I've watched the fight two to three times already. So in, in the first time I watched it, I gave it to Canelo 8-4. The second time I watched it, I gave it to him 7-5. So I can understand, <laughs> right, right. I, I can understand why, the, why there's so much controversy, but at the same time, nobody really got over one, uh, over well, on, on the other guy. So I understand why it was a draw. I totally agree. And I don't even think the the term outside of that one score controversy is even right because, you know, RC, by the way, who's just joined us from Duluth, Minnesota, I want to say what up to him. Obviously, the big boxing historian, I call him. Uh, he scored a 115-113 for Triple G, but I have no problem with anyone who believes Canelo won and a draw is fair. And and that was the thing because Gilbert talks about the crowd booing. I think they were just booing that scorecard. I think they realized what they saw in front of them, Cutman, which was a tremendous fight. Um, everything that we had kind of been talking about during the Mayweather uh, McGregor buildup, and granted, we had you know we had fun with that, but this was what the boxing fans wanted. This was a real boxers fight, and guess what? Looks like they're doing it again, Cutman. And and I honestly think it, it's a good thing for Canelo because um, Triple G is when you're older. And I mean, you you point. saw what he you saw what he did with the combinations. Now that he's felt the power, he can he can stand there a little bit more and and exchange a little bit. I think this time he was kind of scared about the power. He tried he tried to move around so he didn't get caught with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he got caught with it a couple times, but I don't think he hurt him any 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 of those times. Wow. So I think now he has a better understanding what what he could do. In the mid, because you're right. I want him fighting in the middle of the ring because he he showed he had more tools when he was in the middle of the ring instead of getting pushed back. But it's like both guys implemented their game plan. It's just uh, I thought the Canelo did it 
very well with the counters. Um, and, and a lot of people say, well, he was going backwards, but you gotta remember he's the counter puncher. He's trying to invite his, the fight to come to him so that he could counter off the mistakes that Triple G is making. So it's, you could go either way with it. Well, and that brings me to my point because in the ninth round, and this comes from Marcy in the chat room, Canelo tagged Triple G with a bodacious overhand right from from, from the heels of of, of Canelo. You can yep. tell it was it was and, that big punch, but he 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 couldn't get him down. So well, and that's, so it's and that's gonna... what he was saying here because he goes and Triple G shook it off like rainwater. I I believe Canelo landed the cleaner shots, but Triple G landed more punches, and I believe he outworked the... him. But the question to me was, okay, he's throwing more, but he also missed a lot when he was in the ropes and he had Canelo in the ropes and he was still missing a lot of shots due to the defense that he showed. So uh, it depends on how many punches he really connected on to me for real. Right, right. And let me ask you this, man. What do you take away from Triple G? Triple Triple G showed me that he doesn't guess. I mean, he there, sure there doesn't. A, man. He does not. That he just he just keeps coming. So with him, I think he has a lot of trouble with the with the movers. Um, if if I if I'm a guy that really wants to take him on, I I would think he would want to move up to 168 at a certain point and fight uh, Ward, because if he has some, I mean, he to me he still has something to prove. I mean, and Ward is uh, among the best pound for pound. So if you think Canelo's a mover, just wait till you see Ward. I mean, exactly. that's that's a good one for me. And you know? I want to welcome to the Spreaker.com chat room here on Sports Done Right, Mr. Jose Negron joining us. Been a long time, Jose. Thanks for popping in, my man. And who else did we just join? Oh, the one and only host of the Lonely Hearts Cafe, that wonderful adult relationship show uh mr christopher tracy aka mr togo uganda coles and uh looks like everything's going all right for you down in houston my man so that is definitely good to see so let's get back here into the uh chat room uh real quick here um just want to say coming up very shortly got a fun little interview and i hope i don't get put in jail but ice t was on howard stern talking about um his original song 99 problems and how jay-z kind of stole the not only the song but the i feel bad for you son i mean he went deep on him so this it's about two and a half minutes it's a fun little uh sound drop i know howard stern hates podcasts so i hope nobody on that radar hears this but anyway uh back to the fight news here um gilbert what do you take away for your guy canelo alvarez to me, to me, I mean, there's only a few fights for him to do. I mean, he still has to fight. Uh, to me, he could he could fight uh, Billy Joe Saunders for that title and try to unify him in the next rematch with Golovkin. But to be honest with you, neither guy really sounded convinced to me to want to do it again. You know what I mean? So it's kind of interesting to see if they if they are going to rematch. Yeah, you know, I mean. I think more so maybe on the Triple G side. And I heard something interesting on uh, one of the other boxing podcasts that I I was checking it out uh, Sunday evening. And uh, one guy suggested that Triple G should just kind of keep moving along, keep keep kicking the can down the road and look for other opponents. 
Um, he won the fight. Most people, most people say that. I'm not going to argue, you know, um, here nor there because it could honestly went either way. And as we've just talked about, I don't have a problem with the draw. But what do you think about that kind of taking that approach if you're Triple G? Um, cut, man. Well, 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 if he were to do it, I think he would be the money draw. So, I mean, it makes sense for him to just keep moving along because taking another fight with Canelo would kind of, he kind of, um, I mean, he's older and you kind of expose yourself to, to getting beat when you, when you have a, a, when you have a real argument to, to have it a draw and you, you come out smiling like a rose, really. You know what I mean? So it kind of exposes you to, to really taking a loss and then. Where do you go from there? You're 30, 35, 36 years old. So, you know, what other options do you have? You know, and, and to me, to me at this point, it's either, it's either fight Canelo or fight Ward because Ward is ranked number one in certain, you know, pound for pound things. So, so he could prove something there, but I don't know if he wants to do that because he's never really moved up in weight for other, you know, for big fights. So I don't know what it is that he doesn't want to do that for. I mean, it, it would be a big fight, big payday for both guys. So, Oh, totally. I mean, I think they were talking, you know, Canelo looking to make anywhere between 35 to 50, um, probably. With, with, with incentives, I heard it was around 50. Okay. Um, and my thing is, my thing is, I mean, Canelo is really a junior middle. He's not even a full-fledged middleweight. So, I mean, you saw when he fought Golovkin. Golovkin, um, he was the bigger dude. So it kind of, you know, you, you can you can pick and choose. But I, I think Golovkin, it would be better for him to move up at this point. I mean, he still has the belts. It makes sense. But if you really want a payday and you you want to prove that you beat him, then you, you take on Canelo again. But it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. Now, uh, before we let Gilbert go, I just wanted to spend a few moments on the ever popular um, scorecard 118, 110. Um, Adelaide Bird, I think, was her name. Um, boxing fans have heard the name before. Can I say something about that real, yeah, real quick? Because <laughs> to me, I, I, blame it on, I blame it on the commission. They're the ones. That that decide who judges, right? Yep. What what put her in that position when you know she's had dubious calls before? I mean, if yeah. you don't think she's ready for a championship fight, then don't put her in those cha- championship fights. Why do you do that to her? It's it's like you're exposing her to for people to call for her to get fired and this and that. But well, and that's like, exactly uh, what happened. Yep. The commission is the one that has fault in that because they they chose her to do it. And you've known she's had dubious calls before, so why, why even stir the pot that way? That's why they, they, there's calls that, that boxing is dead and this and that. But at the same time, it was a great fight, it, you know. Yeah. Um, and these boxers, they can't control what the judges do. So I mean, for the people that are hating on Canelo for what happened, it's like, it's like seriously because he doesn't control the who, the how the scorecards come out. I mean, it just happened that way. Not you know what I mean? All. So exactly, and so I mean, I, not, and it did. It took away from a magnificent event, a wonderful fight. You know, Vegas fight weekend, the whole thing. It was all there, and all of a sudden, you hear one eighteen, one ten, and literally the air just out the balloon. 
Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you actually see what what Golovkin looked like after the fight? I I did see some pictures and he was swole. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know? it, it was like okay, if he if he gets another crack at him, I mean, I think it might be a little bit more standing in place and 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 uh, combinations a little bit more. But I think it would be a great fight by both guys. It's just I'm wondering if it's even logical for Gennady Golovkin to do it again. I mean. He could move up and take on on big challenges like Kovalev. He could take on Ward. I mean, there's big challenges out there for him to make money. It's just what does he want to do? Exactly. And I see I want to welcome Big L in the uh, chat room, Spreaker.com chat room from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, by way of uh, Chicago's South Side. And uh, I did pay for this fight. I did pay for this fight, Big L. and, And I want to tell you why. it was worth it it was worth it to be honest with you it it wasn't that much money and it was worth it yeah absolutely the way i looked at it and every because i I also paid for that money i also paid for that fight and i was happy with it i was happy with it so. so was i and gilbert let me here's what i was about to say and tell me if you agree every once in a while as true diehard boxing fans we gotta support our sport and i get it you hear me on here all the time uh, allegedly talking about other avenues to watch these fights for free and how not to pay and this, this, and that. But every once in a while, boxing fans, we got to throw our ducats down, do it for the fights that matter like this one. This was a fight we all wanted to see. And the quite and honestly, Cup, man, I'm glad I did, man, because great event. Um, undercard wasn't bad. You know, nothing, you know, earth moving or anything in terms of boxing news there. But um, the the main event was just phenomenal. Yeah, I I really truly believe that. I mean, I I like the undercard. I mean, especially um, uh, De La Hoya's cousin. He he looked great. I mean, these guys these guys really put a show on. And and I mean, a lot of people didn't go into the to the to to the main till the main event. So they missed out on a pretty good card, also. Totally, totally. And then here's the thing. Now, why don't you tell the folks about Mr. Deontay Wilder's next fight? He's going to fight King Kong, what is it, Gonzalez? Gonzalez, um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pull yeah. it up here as we speak. Ortiz, excuse me. Ortiz, yeah. And and, the, and Ortiz, Ortiz. He, 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 he's a great boxer. And I think that from what I saw from Wilder in the last couple of fights, he needs to tighten up that defense. To oh, get it, it, hey, this could be a live dog situation, as we say out in Vegas, people. Ortiz is now he's older. He's 38 years old, but he's a former yes, Cuban sir. amateur um, uh, boxing legend. I, I, I shouldn't say legend, but a boxing star on the Cuban's amateur team um, fighting out of Miami, as so many uh, Cuban exiles do nowadays. He's 27-0, 38 years old, 23 knockouts. And here's the thing, and this is what the cut man's talking about. Um, as much as, you know, we like Deontay Wilder, you know, American champion, all that, and, and you know, seems like a good guy. Yeah, but I mean, his, he his really does. But defense is wide open, and if, I'm telling you, if Ortiz lands one of the shots, I've seen Ortiz fight. You know, this could be shades of Lennox, Lewis, Oliver, McCall all over again. Yeah, and it's one of those things where he has to tune up for for a Joshua fight, maybe, possibly. 
And this is a good test for him because if he can't pass that test against Ortiz, then he has no business against a Joshua, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, no, no, so, no, of course, not even close. I mean, yeah, you can't get past Ortiz. Yeah, Joshua, different level, but um, this is going to be interesting, though. It's going to be at the Barclays Center, New York City. Great venue for boxing. Um, Barclays, hats off to the fine folks over there, man, because Gilbert, they really have gone after boxing and and good boxing cards, a lot of Showtime cards there. And, you know, they're really, I think, surpassing Madison Square Garden. Now, Madison Square is always going to be legendary, but Barclays is a funky arena. They always seem to have a really good uh, main event. It always seems to be like exactly a hell of a fight. It It always seems to happen that way at Barclays. So I I totally agree with what you're saying right here. Cool. Well, Gilbert, I'm going to let you get out of here, my man. Um, I appreciate you coming on as always. Um, I'll be in touch because me and Gilbert are going to be doing ringside this weekend, Um, either Friday or Saturday. We'll get the logistics worked out. We'll again touch on this fight. We got some other fights we're going to get into as well as the calendar keeps moving forward, man. And, uh, um, I just, I can't wait. There's a lot of good boxing on the horizon and we're going to get into it on ringside and here on sports done right as well, Gil. Yeah. I wanted to say shout out to the X squad and IE sports radio for all your sporting needs. Hit us up, man. I'm telling you. All right, Gilbert, you have a good night, my brother. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a good one. Man. All right. Take care. Later. <laughs> Mr. Gilbert Batista joining us here on Sports Done Right. Phones flying off the hook, 651-968-0124. We're going to get into our first break here tonight. Man, we're almost an hour in already. Man, love it. Colonel Mike Coffey, uh, the one and only Sigma New brother of mine, thanks for calling in, giving us all the, the, the uh, Louisville sports scoop down there in ACC land. Gilbert Batista, my co-host on Ringside on IE Sports Radio. And when I get back, we'll we'll get into that Ice-T Howard Stern interview where he talks about how Jay-Z ripped him off. Uh, very cool story because, I, quite honestly, I didn't know Ice-T was the originator of 99 Problems. I did not know until I heard this interview. He did it back in 93 with a dude from 2 Live Crew, but you'll hear the story after this break. Sports Done Right is back and feeling good. The Gov is back in the mansion behind his executive desk enjoying a very wonderful night here in Minnesota. I hope you guys are feeling as good as I am. Vince Wright, Sports Gov, we'll be right back. Man, De Leon. <laughs> That what we do. Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. That's what we do. Number one, she rock man, Delion. Every Saturday we got it going on. Might call your mama up, talk sport, shout you out in the chat, thank for your support. X squad, act like you know. SME, yo, here we go. Ha ha, yo, here we go. SME, yo, here we go. Sleep, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. That what we do. Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. Ha, that's what we do. 
talk, guy talk, with the blend of hip hop culture that turns up. Tune in to Cooking with the Microwave with your host, Jay Fish. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 105 Eastern Standard Time on xsquadaffiliate.com slash SME. The club is going up. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with two live studios radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. Style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never, ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, that's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight was not the man. Because you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Because I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, gonna contest me. I'm just a fight MC who's 5 for 3 and very brave. On top remaining, no home training because I misbehave. I come correct and full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the time, man. And the presence was fitting, it was high. The Viper and me, the abstract. The rhymes were so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey, yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock uh, those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080, record company people are shady, so kids watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack, I don't doubt it, look at how they act, 
Suck a punk cop, move like a king when I roll hop. You try to flex, bang, another nigga drop. You gotta deal with this, cause in the way out, why? Cash money ain't never gonna play out. I got nothing to lose, much to gain in my brain. I got a capitalist migraine, I gotta get paid tonight. You motherfucking right, stick in my grip, check my bitch, keep my game tight. Oh, my what is up, Forkson Rice? Hit you with a little New Jack Hustler, H-U-S-T-L-E-R Hustler. What's going on, man? Um, So let's get to this fun little interview we've been talking about here. Ice-T, Howard Stern. Um, Again, Howie, love the show, but hope you don't come after me. uh, Howard does not like podcasters. Um, (laughs) But with that being said, Ice-T was, this is actually uh, last year, but the interview was replayed. While I was driving, I actually pulled over to record this to my phone to share this because just a very cool story. I thought that uh, the sports done right and everybody else would get a little kick out of. So two and a half minutes, Gov will be right back. Check it out. Ice-T on Howard Stern's Sirius Satellite Radio Show. The uh, brilliant song by Jay-Z, probably one of his most brilliant songs, is 99 Problems, But a Bitch Ain't One. Yeah. And I don't think anyone realizes... That's my song. That's your song. Yeah. Could you tell tell people this? I think you should tell people this, Ice-T. I was with Brother Marquise from Two Live Crew one day, and he said to me, he said, man, I, man, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Right. So, what did you just say? <laughs> he said, I said, that's a song, man. That's a song. I'm going to write a song. So we made a song. And Mar- here's the song. You made this in 1993. Let with, me play with, it. With Brother Marquise. Got a bitch with t- a bitch with ass, a bitch with none, but hey, I give her a pass and I love them all. I love them crazily, and they love me back, that's why they stay with me. So if you're having girl problems, I'll be there for your son. Got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Hit it. Now, the amazing thing is, uh, Chris Rock, who met you on New Jack City, that was yes. your first acting job and Chris's first acting job. You yes. guys become fast friends. Absolutely. He's into your music. And he, years later, says to Jay-Z, you know what you ought to do? you, you got to listen to this song by Ice-T, 99 Problems. And uh, so Jay-Z contacts you. He likes your song. No. no. How did it work? No, it was Chris, Rick Rubin, and Jay-Z. And they just made that decision, and they made the record. And oh. I didn't know until the record came out. No. Yeah. Is That's wrong. But did you get any credit? Well, there's a thing called publishing, and, and if you own the rights to the song, which I do, mm-hmm. you just pay publishing. You and, must have made a fortune off of that song. Well, I had a publishing deal. Time Warner made a fortune off of it. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> you know, but, 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 uh, uh, but, but, but here's Jay-Z's uh, song. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. The funniest thing about Jay-Z was he even took the hit me. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you start to put like the hook almost up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, hey, you know, it's hip hop. I'm friends with Jay Z. Are you pissed Jay-Z. at Jay Z for nah, doing I'm f- that? I'm friends with Jay Z. I mean, I, I have no no hard feelings about Jay Z. Weren't you upset at first though that that some love wasn't thrown your way that you weren't given credit? Like like when Jay Z would talk about the song that you were kind of like, ah, uh, you know, maybe you should. It would have been it. nice. It would have been nice, <clears> but you know, I mean, like I'm, I mean, you gotta you gotta do a lot worse. Than- you got to do a lot worse to get to Ice-T, man. What up, Ice-T? One of the coldest brothers, the, the OG, the original gangster. Um, what can you say about Ice-T? We'll have to uh, do a show featuring Ice's tracks one day. But, man, I just thought that was a fun little story. Um, you know, I'm sure some of you knew that I did not. So I, I thought it was real cool. Um, right on down to the, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> Hit me. Oh man. But anyway, back to sports, uh, Minnesota fans out there, uh, mixed bag this weekend in football here in the, uh, great state of Minnesota, the golden Gophers come through. Kind of like that. Uh, Gophers come through in a big way. Um, then there's the Vikings. And we're going to get into some Vikings sound next because, oh, boy, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Sam Bradford's knee <laughs> is is really the, the, the main story here and seems to be getting worse by the moment. So I uh, had some sound from Dan Barrero's show today, and I apologize, not don't have my re- my reporter cap on. I forgot who he talked to, but uh, the full interview, KFAN.com, I'm sure to be on Dan's podcast site there. Um, but we have just a couple minutes of that and talking not only about Bradford, but how Teddy is feeling about things. And I think this reporter is going to give you a very interesting look at that as well but first um gopher football um 34 to 3 over middle tennessee state we definitely definitely like that and kobe mccrary new back for uh, us gopher fans he started to get some looks here and he rushed for 107 yards um right up there with rod smith i think they both actually rushed for 107 yards uh the other georgia stud shannon brooks uh, it sounds like he tweaked himself in the Oregon State game, so they basically just kind of held him out, getting him ready for the Big Ten opener in two weeks with the Maryland Terrapins coming up to TCF Bank Stadium, my peoples. But uh, we'll get into that. Uh, due course, the Gov, of course, tailgating the Gov, of course, front row right behind the visitors' bench. And it was uh, it, it started off a little slow, a little slow by our ghosts. But definitely heated up. Um, like I said, uh, Kobe McCrary, nice to see another Minnesota running back in training there. Um, Rodney Smith, always a stud. Um, Connor Rhoda, the quarterback. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. I don't know if this was designed by P.J. Fleck. I don't know. if I imagine it was probably part of the game plan to just try and run it down Middle Tennessee's throat. But uh, quarterback, Connor Rhoda, Rhoda Boat. 11 of 18, 122 yards, and 
his first game since he was uh, named the starter as well. So, man, the Gulfs, off to a good start. But now it gets real. Uh, Middle Tennessee quarterback John Urzua. I I hope I did his name justice. Um, Only 19 of 34, 135 yards, two interceptions. Middle Tennessee State falls to one and two. Now, their starting quarterback, whose name is Brent Stockwell, or Stockstill, excuse me, he was uh, declared out of the game um, with a shoulder injury. And uh, Richie James, keep a, and keep an eye on that name, by the way. Richie James may be playing on Sundays next year, more than likely will. He's uh, one of their two star receivers down there. Um, he had... Yeah, I think he only had one or one or two, one catch, and he left with an ankle injury. So a depleted Middle Tennessee State, but you know I still think Ghost would have handled him. Um, big things there. Uh, Thomas Barber, that's right, that Barber, that Barber family, the last in the long line. Uh, Marion Senior, Marion the second, and now Thomas. He got his uh, first collegiate interception in the game as well. Go for backfield. So Gophers doing big things. And by the way, I don't think your Minnesota Gophers have given up uh, a score in the second half this year, have they? All right, let me do this here before I continue because we had some calls here. I really have not been able to get into our Spreaker.com chat room like I've wanted to, and they are really uh, flying in here. I appreciate everybody. Another Tuesday night hanging out with us. Rough a.k.a. Fruquan Shabazz, X-Squad affiliate. I love that, man. I love that. What up, Ruff? <laughs> oh, man. Your Buffalo Bills, Ruff. Your Buffalo Bills. Oh, man. What else we got going on here? So, uh, let me get through here. Remember, one-man show here, people. So, I got no producer that lines it all up for me. Uh, R.C. Ice-T was no play pimp back in the day. He was authentic. Absolutely was. Um, like talk about his old lady like L.L. did and they almost fought over that. Yes. Yes, I remember. Um, Bradford breakout year, says Big L. L.O.L. We'll be getting into that shortly. Um, as bad as they may look for the, or excuse me, as bad as things may look for the Vikings, we're better than your Bears, Big L. Oh, you know that. <laughs> you know that. Big L stuck with them Bears, even though Bears are liking what they see from Glendon so far, it looks like. Uh, let's see here. Oh, how can we forget our lovely queen of the 305 South Miami Dade Broward, she the she's just ruling all South Florida. The one and only Mocha Bella has joined us, and Mocha hope everything um, is looking better from that hurricane that just went through there. So love ya. Jose Negron says, love my Bears, but if they win more than two games, I'll be mad. What, you got a bet on the under? Miss Mocha, 305 in the house, of course. Uh, First Lady is actually on the other side of the glass now at her desk. Looks like she may be listening, maybe not. And uh, the first kid, 
Miss Sydney Rose Wright is officially home. And let me diverge from sports for a quick second here. Because I refer, and I'm sure, you know, us dads out there with with little girls and whatnot. And then they become 14-year-old high school freshman teenagers. And I had the joy of dropping Sydney and her friends off at the Mall of America the other day. They went shopping and uh, started previewing. I think they were looking for homecoming dresses. Yeah, time flying by. And just listening to the conversation and realizing that my baby girl is now a young woman growing up. It's like, man, time does fly. So do this. Enjoy life. It's too short. You never know how much time you have. Don't waste it. You want to do something, do it. And I'm going to leave it at that and get back to sports because, oh, these Golden Gophers have the University of Maryland coming up, and that's going to be quite interesting in a couple weeks here in uh, Minneapolis. But, again, a good solid win over a, you know, a, a... a slightly less than decent middle Tennessee team. And then obviously when two of their best players go down, you should dominate 34 to three. I I really like the way our goal for defense gets after it. I really like what I saw Sunday in person. You know, it's the first time I hadn't watched them on TV and just, I I love the way they, they swarm after the ball, got some quickness, got some big hitters, John Celestine, man. Woo. That boy can pop like nobody's business. And watch out for the Minnesota defense. They may, barring injury, keep them in a few games. Uh, No touchdown um, for this week from Tyler Johnson. Minneapolis North. We always support the uh, inner city lads as well. So, uh, but big win for Gophers. P.J. Fleck, um, thrilled. He was actually on the road recruiting yesterday. So, uh, the hunt goes on. And, um, oh, by the way, Demry Croft, no longer on the team due to personal reasons. He was the backup quarterback, as we know. Uh, had that nice run in the Oregon State game a week and a half ago or whatever it was. And But, man, something went on, some rules, disciplinary issues, and P.J. Flex said he don't care who you are. You break the rules, you are not playing. So uh, when asked if Demry Croft will be back on the team, is this a season-long thing? I don't know. I don't know. So um, hopefully he can, whatever's ailing him, he can get right and get back on this team. Um, But that moves, that's right, from our hometown, Woodbury, Minnesota. Seth Green, East Ridge High School, is now your Golden Gopher backup quarterback. Um, Sophomore, I believe. And, you know, it's quite interesting because people had me um, or were telling me, excuse me, that, they were actually looking at moving him to the defensive backfield. So, but these times do a change, as they say. Chief Rocker Jersey Vern is in the house. New York Giants. First off, what up to you, Jersey Vern? Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, everybody's favorite uncle here in X Squad, uh, X Squad affiliate, by the way. So we we cheer for that. Yeah, I, I see your little comment about the Groundhogs jersey. 
And uh, yeah, you know what? F the Giants too, homie. F the Giants. Don't worry about my groundhogs. What's going on with New York? What's going on with New York? Jennings, Milkart, MIA. Quarterback out. Look, I obviously we'd love to go after Eli, but that offensive line now as a Vikings fan, I can relate to that offensive line. And Gruden was pointing that out last night. They gave him zero chance to get rid of that ball or to set up and do anything, man. So Jersey, I know we give you grief over your giants. I know you're a great fan and that's what it's all about, man. This is all in fun and whatnot, but in all honesty, chief rocker, and put in the chat room, call in. You know you got a, always an open line, my man. But what is going on with the New York G-Men Giants? Is it the coach? Front office failing us? What's going on in New York? Thank God the Giants got the Jets. <laughs> okay? Because if they had a team that had any type of, uh, as we say in New York, chutzpah, Look, granted, they hey, Jersey, they got the Super Bowl, but they ain't been, what, two playoff appearances in the last nine, ten years? That's unacceptable, and you know that. And you know that. Oh, my bad on Jennings there. My bad on Jennings. Um, actually got an update. And, of course, Jersey would have to come in right when his Yankees tie up the Twins 2-2 two to two over there at Yankee Stadium. Um, these are probably Yanks in for the wild card, more than likely for sure. Twins in a battle. They were up um, yesterday, I think. What was it? Two games in a wild card. So, but if they lose this tonight, this is two losses, and uh, we'll check standings a little bit later. All right, the Chief Rocker says six years. Um, however, you want to break it, man. Unacceptable. Uh, ben, Minnesota don't play Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State. I bet. Yeah, you know, the Gophs have actually gotten a big break. They do play. We'll get their schedule up here. Give me a second here, because that's actually a good question as we move forward here. Um, as we finish up and talk about that. And by the way, did you catch that Florida game? Very nice for you, Florida Gator fans, after getting your butts kicked by Michigan. Uh, who do we play? Who's our kind of crossover games this year? Michigan State. Oh, we do. We are at Michigan November 4th. Hey, here's the thing. You Okay, so for all you you people thinking the Gophers got the light schedule, it is, it is light up front. It is packed on the backside. Uh, Gophers, couple weeks or week and a half, we got Maryland here. We're on the road at Purdue. Depending now, I'm about to talk about Purdue in a quick second, but Purdue's kind of resurged a little bit. Then Michigan State comes into town, October 14th, go for fans, followed by homecoming and the return of uh, my fraternity brother, Mike Coffey, to campus against Illinois. Then it gets real interesting as the Minnesota Twins have a pass ball, runners on second and third in the bottom of the fourth. One out, Giant, or excuse me, Yankees, Twins tied at two. Okay, now it gets interesting for the Gopher fans. We are October 28th on the road at Iowa. The following week, we are on the road at Michigan. Nebraska comes up here November 11th. 
on the road at Northwestern, who was supposed to be the dark horse pick to win the West. We'll see how they rebound. And, of course, the longest played rivalry at this time in college football. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Did you? The University of Wisconsin, the University of Minnesota, playing for Paul Bunyan's axe. We ain't, look, and I hate to do this, man. It ain't a rivalry. Wisconsin's won every game since 2003, I think, is the year. It ain't a rivalry. It's a game. Until we get it back, then it can become a rivalry again. But anyway, uh, that is our last game of the year. So as you see, man, it dips real, real tough for these Golden Gophers on the backside. You know, many people... (laughs) And I've heard it from fans. I heard it in the parking lots last year or last week. They'd be real happy with seven wins from this gopher squad with that back schedule. Thing is, you got to win one of those games. We as gopher fans would love to beat Wisconsin. But we'll see how it shakes out. Iowa, that's always a close one. We've had real close games with Michigan here. We won the jug a few years back but we can do this all right so with that let's go real quick purdue nice job resurgent we'll see what happens that's all i gotta say but um good for them they need something to get their their squad back in action and uh, get the fans in the seats um it is what it is Uh, let's move on um We talked a little ACC. We're going to talk a little SEC because all there is in the SEC is Alabama. That's all that truly matters. Um, They win again. End of story. Jose Negron, but Vince, who cares, my brother? I'm from the, and I'm from the Big Ten. Oh, Jose, stop it, man. And of course, the Yankees just went ahead three to two. Ah, yep, there's Jersey Vern's comment. Right on point. All right, so let's get into Oh, real quick here. We talked about Clemson beating up on Louisville. Anybody catch that South Southern Cal game? I don't know what it is with with Southern California and and why they have to do this. Texas had no business being in that game in the Coliseum Saturday night. Everything USC prides themselves on. I mean, props to Texas. Don't get me wrong. Oh, and I see uh, in our Spreaker.com chat room here on Sports Done Right, Jose is a ACC guy. But USC better wake up. They hold on. They're they're sitting at number five. Uh, they win double overtime win against Texas. V- entertaining game. Don't get me wrong. I, I watched a little bit of it Saturday night, kind of going between that and fight and everything. But man, SoCal better wake up. They got some big teams right on their heels, looking to move up. Oklahoma State, um, top ten here. Ohio State, number ten. Wisconsin, nine. Michigan, number eight. Washington is seventh this week. Oklahoma State, the Cowboys are number six. 
The aforementioned Southern California team is number five. Big Ten love all over the top ten, man. Penn State is number four. Oklahoma, number three. Clemson, two. And, of course, Bama boys. University of Alabama team is number one. Um, Going down the list a little bit, I'm just, you know, you got Auburn there. Is, Is Auburn really that good? They got them at 15 this week. Uh, Mississippi State, TCU starting to make a little bit of a comeback, 16. Washington State, good good to see the Cougars out there. Um, Mike Coffey, your Louisville Cardinals, down to 19th. Florida, 20. South Florida, 21. Oh, and look who cracks in here. The feel-good story of the week, by the way. San Diego State University, number 22 in the country, after knocking off a top 20-ranked Stanford team last week. Props and rise up <laughs> to the Aztec Nation. Um, I had a older cousin who went to San Diego State. The they used to call it kind of the forgotten campus in California, San Diego, city of a million and a half people. You know, top seven city in the country. My favorite city in the country, by the way. I wish I was living there right now. But San Diego State has a team. Every 10, 15 years, you, th- you think San Diego State, what do you think of? Marshall Falk. So big win for them, good win for them. Very, very happy for them. And props, man. Now, with that being said, let's get into some, oh, I'm going to get into some chat room here. Give me one second, Spreaker.com chat room here on Sports Done Right. Team broadcasting, that's Togo Uganda Coles. Auburn is never that good. Look out for Willie Taggart and Oregon. All right, well, we're going to keep an eye on the Pac-12 as well. Um, only so much we can do. And by the way, I'm, I'm looking here. Um, and ironically, no Oregon's ranked this, this time. And that is very, very odd. LSU rounds, or excuse me, Oregon is 24th in the country. Uh, Utah 23 and LSU rounds out the top 25. So um, I'm going to play a little bit of sound here. This comes from Dan Barrero show on KFAN, the main sports station here in the Twin Cities. Uh, afternoon drive. And I'm gonna, I, like I said, I forgot the name of the uh, reporter that he's talking to. But here's what's going on in Vikings Nation. We'll get to other NFL news shortly. Sam Bradford's knee is basically immobile. I'm paraphrasing, but reading between the lines as well. Um, Very stiff, cannot move, cannot really do anything with it. That's why he did not play last week. Apparently, it was uh, quite evident quite early that he was not going to be able to play. With that being said, Vikings fans, now I put this out here on Twitter. Again, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, Sports Podcast here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. This is a podcast. And welcome. Uh, I believe that's probably Trey from the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, which uh, preceded my show. And another great job by those fine fellas as well. (laughs) 
here's the thing. I put it out there on Twitter, and I simply said this. Colin Kaepernick, is he a stopgap for the Vikings? I get it. I get it. But here's the thing, and I, you know, I had people tweet me back stats and this and that, and I, I get it. Stats-wise, not too impressive. But here's the thing. This season may actually be slowly coming apart because here's the thing. If, if his knee, speaking of Bradford, is, is as bad as it possibly may be, and again, this is the one he's had the two surgeries on. If it truly is that bad, who do we got? Okay, are we going to um, put our, our love in uh, Case Keenum? Or, or Ch- sure, but he's not going to do it for us. Right? So what are the other options? Well, there's Teddy Bridgewater, who now all of a sudden... <laughs> is out there. Um, nobody's feeling good about Case Keenum right now. That can maybe change next week against Tampa Bay. But I don't know. Now, with that being said, let's talk about Mr. Bridgewater. Um, hey, we love him. Great guy. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, horrible injury, though. Remember, and as much as we, we're, we've we been marveling at Teddy in this comeback and these videos on Twitter and Facebook, and, you know, he's basically taking snaps, dropping back, and throwing the ball. But this was also an injury, people, that was rumored to could possibly kill him. As, as weird as that sounds, remember, because there was so much blood and damage and everything, they were worried about him losing blood and possibly bleeding out or something. It was crazy. But he comes back phenomenal. Uh, the, the work ethic and for him to be where he is now is literally a miracle and, and does, like he says, he puts his faith in the Lord and, you know, it's stuff like that that I'm just like, there has to be a God because for someone to have that type of injury and to be on the verge of playing NFL football. Crazy, crazy. Um, what's the deal with Teddy Ruxpin Bridgewater? Well, let's get to the sound here and we'll be right back. And, and, and you can, and you can rely on him a big gamble in my mind, really big gamble, but that will factor into how they play this thing as well. That has to be the other big part of this. And the national media out several national media uh, or I should say football reporters are saying he's way ahead of schedule I don't know if they know what they're talking about what does your intelligence tell you or is it impossible to get real honest I guess you could say analysis of of where Teddy is in the process from what I'm told Dan uh, I I know that Teddy believes he's very ahead of schedule that Teddy has been kind of quietly and not so quietly pushing behind the scenes 
for more and more and more. He feels really, really good. He is very optimistic about his chances of getting back to playing and quickly and playing at a high level. He believes that, that he has kind of conquered this thing and, and he's getting ready to, to go here. I do think that the Vikings, understandably so, are um, wanting, wanting to be cautious and patient with him. I mean, this was an incredibly traumatic injury that, that he suffered, and I think that the Vikings are in no uh, hurry to throw him out there and and really just hope that, that he's going to be okay, especially when whenever he gets there, he's going to have at least a year and a half off of, of playing in a real NFL game. And so even if that leg is totally healthy, 100%, everything is perfect, which is you know, probably a, 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 a big leap to, to make here. Uh, he's still going to take quite a bit of time to get back into that football mode and, and playing when the bullets are live and flying. And it's just an awful lot to ask of, of a guy to jump right back in after such an extended absence, after such a traumatic injury. Well, there you have it. Just put up Collins' stats from last year. It's 2,200 yards, passing, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions like that. Almost 500 yards rushing, a couple more touchdowns on the ground from Kaepernick. Now, again, that's with a horrible uh, San Francisco team. Look, we've seen potential. Look, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not actually even here to argue it about it anymore, but here's the thing, Vikings fans. You may need them. You may need them. And you may have to take a look at them. I don't have a problem with it. Because in, the, in all the, the, the world of uh, everything, you know, people just wanting their own points of view out there. Look, he said he's standing for the national anthem this year. Apparently yesterday said he's in football-ready shape. He's ready to play right now. Because here's the thing. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I worry about the knee just because of the catastrophic injury that it was. I mean, remember I, that, you know, players on the ground crying. We, and as we found out, horribly uh, disfigured knee. But he, he's built it back. But I just don't trust it just yet. And plus, I like Teddy. I don't want to see anything happen to him. Big Ben. And I want to welcome Ben, host of the BS3 Sports Podcast here. And I'll get into the chat room here um, as I see some folks. Uh, oh, dang. I <laughs> may have uh, see. Bama boy, stat-wise, cap not impressive. Is McCown's stats impressive? He's starting Glennon, Keenum, Savage, and many other bums I can't name. Totally agree. And like I said, you may have to take a look at them, Vikings fans. Can you handle that one? I can. Because who else is out there? We got a practice uh, squad quarterback. Um, Who knows? Teddy Bridgewater may be back. If he is, obviously he is going to have Vikings Nation behind him because Vikings Nation loves him. I love him. Great guy. But outside of that, <laughs> there's there's nothing. There's nothing there. And Kaepernick, who else is out there on on the um, on the wire that you'd want to bring in here? 
And I agree with Ben, should not rush Teddy back. Um, Got to welcome Clay Davis, big uh, CD in here as well. want to welcome him to the Spreaker.com chat room. I swear NFL teams will sign Willie Beeman before Kaepernick. Um, just might. Does Willie Beeman have more of an upside than Kaepernick? Talks amongst yourself. With that being said, I've always worried about hit the new diet with him. So some weight that Colin took off. Um, neither here nor there. But Vikings fans, you're going to have to figure it out soon. Because if this thing drags out, if this knee injury drags out to five, six, who knows how many weeks. And Case isn't getting the job done. Keenum's not getting the job done. What are you going to do? This team's got to win. This team's got to win now. Forget Super Bowls and trying to play at home in front of the home fans for Super Bowls. We all knew that more than likely ain't going to happen. But there is that new stadium. There is that investment by the public. There is a, a huge investment by this public here in this team. And they want results. And quite honestly, it's been ho-hum here the past few years. And if they don't make the playoffs this year, by way of Keenum not being good, however, if they don't make the playoffs this year, then you got to start looking somewhere. Do they start looking at Mike Zimmer? Do they start looking at Spielman? The GM. Because Ziggy Wolf and uh, his family, (laughs) they will make the move. They will make the move. You know, I I was cool with Zimmer getting a job. I'm still kind of behind him. But I think that the the gloss is kind of coming off his rose as well. Vikings fans are getting real impatient is what this is boiling down to here. You know, when you grow up and you got Wisconsin next door and they're kicking your ass, not only in college football, but for the most part, the past few years in pro football, at least being more successful, it's really, really, really getting effing old. And as the chief rocker says, you got to look in the mirror. RC in Duluth, Minnesota, Ronald Cameron. And Cap told Chris Carter last weekend that he's ready to play. We need him, especially with the uncertainty of both Bradford and Bridgewater. If he does get signed, does uh, some of the stuff go away? We've seen this so many times before with the first good game, the first... uh, uh, touchdown pass, the first uh, running score, whatever it is. I don't know, man. Bama boy, Vandy up next. Ooh, that's going to be a fun uh, little butt whipping for your squad. I just hope Teddy's knee is not as bad as Marcus Lattimore when he was drafted out of South Carolina. His knee just never got right after his injury and he never played again. Yeah, sad story there. And, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, Bama boy. And I get it, you know, I mean, 
if you hold them out longer, it's going to be almost, you know, a couple seasons here. But, oh, man. So all of a sudden, from week one in Vikings Nation, we have gone from the highs of Kilimanjaro to the lows of Death Valley. And, you know, we are the lost NFL tribe, man. We are just wandering through the desert right now, not knowing what the hell is going to happen to our squad. JB Jennings, I see the logo. We got you next week. Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. Like James Winston, got to root against him next week, though. With that being said, Bradford better not come back. Bucks D-line ready to attack, says JB. Well, the, the betting line right now actually is that Sam Bradford will not play next week. And that's what's kind of touched off all this uncertainty. This all kind of broke here over the past 24 hours to a fever pitch. It's all they were talking about on sports radio today here locally. Um, you know, I'm sure it's all they'll be talking about tonight and tomorrow because here's the thing. Sam was up for uh, being signed after this year, 25 mil. And now I now wish uh, Victor Morrow was in our chat room because now the conspiracy theorists come out. Well, is Sam faking this injury because he doesn't want to sign with Minnesota. Um, I don't know. Does Sam not want to play here? Cause he knows the offensive line is garbage and the Vikings for the most part have had a garbage offensive line. I, again, this is what the conspiracy theorists say, not yours truly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some X-Files music there. Does Sam Bradford want to be a Minnesota Viking? Does he truly want to be here? I think he does, people, but... I think he's just got a bad knee. (laughs) All right, enough of that. Uh, Clay Pootytang Davis in the Spreaker.com chat room. If your team is undefeated, raise your hand. Oh, Clay Davis, I believe, is a Falcons fan. Rise up to the Falcon Nation. I'll give it to him. Great job over Green Bay. Great job beating the, the filthy Green Bay Packers. Um, RC says in our chat room, Minnesota versus Tampa Bay is an old school NFC central battle. It's been so long. That's right. Totally forgot the ever popular NFC central, which included a team from down South in Tampa Bay. And I'll tell you what, the Bucks played us tough many of those years and they had no reason to. But they did. Big L says Chicago, everything professional is his team. Arkansas, everything college sports. (laughs) 
Dolphins acquire linebacker Stephone Anthony from the Saints today. As a team starting to make moves uh, from NFL.com, Dolphins, uh, Mocha Bellas, Miami Dolphins on Tuesday acquired linebacker Stephon Anthony from the Saints in exchange for a 2018 undisclosed draft pick. Both teams confirmed the swap. Uh, let's see. So, see if uh, Mr. Anthony can help them out. And let's do this here because I want to get into some other NFL topics to kind of end the evening. I'm going to take our last break of the show. Um, about 20 minutes left, 25 minutes. Ended hard with some chat room talk. Uh, Clay Pudetane Davis, I see you. Chief Rocker Jersey Vern, Mr. Cabal in the house. And um, oh, also, by the way, got to give love to Doug Stewart and Ryan Stewart, by the way. Um, I'm always proud to be affiliated with Two Live Stews Radio. And I know, and I got to call Reggie because we got to get our show, Sports and More, back on Two Live Stews Radio for the people. Um, let's see here. RC back in the day, Sap versus Moss. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. The world champions. All right, let's take our last break here. We'll be right back. Vince Wright. This is a podcast. We'll be right back. New York City. New York City. You are now rapping. You are now rapping. With 50 Cent. With 50 Cent. You got to love it. You got to love it. I just wanna chill and twist a lot Catch stunts in my 745 You drive me crazy, shorty I need to see you and feel you next to me I provide everything you need And I like your smile, I don't wanna see you cry Got some questions that I gotta ask And I hope you can come up with the answers, baby Girl, it's easy to love me now Would you love me if I was down? And how would you still have love for me, girl? It's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down? And how would you still have love for me, If I fell off tomorrow, would you still love me? If I didn't smell so good, would you still hug me? If I got locked up and sent this to a quarter century, could I count on you to be there to support me mentally? If I went back to a hoopty for my bands, would you poof and disappear like some of my friends? If I was hit and I was hurt, would you be by my side? If it was time to put in work, would you be down the ride? I'd get out and peel a nigga cap and chill and drive. I'm asking questions to find out how you feel inside. If I ain't rap because I flip burgers at Burger King, would you be ashamed to tell your friends that you're feeling me? In the bed, if I use my tongue, would you like that? If I wrote you a love letter, would, would you, you write back? back? Now we can have a little drink, you know, a nightcap. And we can go do what you like, I know you like that. Like that. Girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down? And how would you still have love for me? Girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down? And how would you still have love for me? Now would you girl? leave me if your father found out I was thugging? Do you believe me when I tell you, you the one I'm loving? Are you mad cause I'm asking you 21 questions? Are you my soulmate? Cause if so, girl you're a blessing. Do you trust me enough? 
They tell me your dreams I'm staring at you trying to figure how you got them jeans If I was down, would you say things to make me smile? I treat you how you want to be treated, just teach me how If I was with some other chick and someone happened to see And when you asked me about it, I said it wasn't me Would you believe me or up and leave me? How deep is I bond if that's all it takes for you to be gone? We only humans, girl, we make mistakes To make it up, I do whatever it takes I love you like a fat kid love cake You know my style, I say anything to make you smile Girl, it's easy to love me now Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me? Girl, it's easy to love me now Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me? Could you love me in a bed? Could you love me on a bus? I'll ask 21 questions And they all about us Could you love me in a bed? Could you love me on a bus? I'll ask 21 questions And they all about us Not, then I wasn't with it. Bad boy, stay committed. Whether hip hop or RB, right. featuring Faith Evans co starring me. Right. P. Diddy, you know I got the key to your city. The uh-huh. Unlock the door, yeah. rock some more. Beats yeah. be laced. Bad boy, heat the place. We run RB too, cause we keep the faith. Right. Giving the streets a taste. Uh-huh. Blaze the charts. I remember. In case you forgot. First lady be making it hot. Ain't nobody taking the spot. Now it's faith instead of pain. Coming through with a better grain. In the dash, cell phone, better range. Get the cash, stack paper. 
something for the whole four quarters. Damn, some things never change. You feel me? Yeah, feel let's me. make them dance. Come on, let's go. It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Sports Done Right is coming to you live and direct. Vince Wright, the sports government in this great state of Minnesota. We are coming live from the Situation Room. My name is Bob. James Bob. Cabal, baby. A jersey. First off, as the as the crowd gives you a standing ovation here, I'm so glad you called, my man. It's it's been a moment since we've had you on here, and it is a great way to end tonight's show. CC Sabathia doing it for your squad tonight, man. Yeah, exactly. Looking good tonight. Your squad's up four to two. You must be the lucky charm, my brother, because as soon as you stepped in the room, as you say, your your squad went ahead and uh, may not be looking back here for a, and uh, beat my twins for a second straight night. Yeah, exactly, man. Because, yep, it's just you in Boston, and if Baltimore can help you out. Um, hey, man, before I, I ask you a couple on the question, questions on your on your Yanks real quick, and obviously we'll talk about the Giants here, man, but what do you think about these Cleveland Indians and that run they just went on, setting the record um, before they lost? I mean, is is it Cleveland's American League to to lose again? You can be the dominant team, man. But what it all counts is when that pressure gets on your ass. If you can hold that pressure, the momentum of 
you know, everything just coming to you at one time, man. Any mistake, you may just blow a series and shit. You know, all that pressure, and they got a young-ass team, man. You know, they got a couple of veterans, but not, they're not enough playing to um, hold them together. So I think pressure's going to bust pipes for Cleveland like it did last year. Right. You know, uh, American League was kind of weak last year. That's why they was able to go to the World Series because American League was weak. But this year, it's a different thing, man. Everybody playing good ball. You got Houston. You got the Yankees. You got Boston. You know, um, your team, you know. Yeah, so, trying to hang uh, I mean, a couple other teams that's trying to hang in there. But, you know, it's, it's getting late for a lot of teams, man, because – each day you lose, you're just getting deeper into the hole, you know. So um, exactly. I, I, look, I look for it to be, if possible, Cleveland Yankees to see who's going to the World okay. Series, man. Okay. I mean, I definitely feel that. Hey, um, again, sorry for the damn snafu. Jersey, I had, I had the phone on mute there, so... Uh, the folks didn't hear us for about the first minute and a half. The good thing is, is that it was mostly me doing the talk. And at that point, um, as I was asking the chief rocker, as you know, we'll talk about the Giants here. But um, these Yankees, man, so if they do wind up in the wild card, I mean, it's locked and loaded. They're five clear of Minnesota. So that's, you know, they're in the playoffs. Um, right. What is it going to take for your squad, man? Uh, you know, obviously pitching has to step up a little bit as uh looks like the Twins trying to mount a little bit of a, a something here. Uh, Joe Maurer in the third, runners on first and third with one out. Um, no, but, runners uh, up. Go ahead, boss. Oh, 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 I got a delay on mine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, but but yeah. what I was going to say, man, um, what is it going to take for the Yankees to get to the World Series? I mean, I, I can see it happening. But you, you're the you're the fan. You're the guru, man. Tell me what's it going to take for the Bronx Bombers. All they got to do is play their game, man. Um, and their game is, uh, you know, they've been pitching lately. You know, the bullpen. I mean, we don't even have to go past five innings, man. Our pitchers, all we have to do is pitch five innings, man. We got a bullpen of, of six closers. You know, everybody in there can close, right? So, I look at it like this. Um, Girardi's going to mitch a match, you know, for the last four innings of the game. If we can go five innings with the league, man, ain't nobody beating us, man. That's just point blank. Um, Chapman got his mojo back uh, last night. You seen him when he struck out the last two batters of your team, man. He had the eye of the tiger, man. He threw 103 miles an hour. I mean, just blizzarding down the middle of the plate. So, um, man, we ready, man. I mean, all we got to do is get in there, man, you know. We get in there, I feel we can bring it home, man, because it's, it's been a minute, man. And uh, much as I wanted Girardi and Cashman out of there, man, uh, they did a good job this year, man. I mean, I got to give them credit, man. I, I criticize, but I have to also give credit. And so I'm giving Cashman and Girardi credit for, oh, well, you know, that. <laughs> building a team, man, you know, building a team and coaching a team, man. So, you know. They got Amen. the chief rocker seal of approval for one more year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it, man. You know, because after right. that, after next year, you know, they gone, man. Okay, all right. Now, chief rocker, let's let's get to it, man. Um, you know, we we always get going back and forth and giving each other a lot of crap on on the Giants and you and uh, the Vikings and all this fun stuff. But in all seriousness, man, because I've been dying to talk to you about this and. 
because of the the work schedule, I just don't get to listen to shows, you know, live like I used to. But man, right. what is what is going on with with the with the G men? I mean, you know, I, I watched last night and I made it a point because uh, you know, I really wanted to get in contact with you. But man, it was just. I mean, you know, all fun aside, Jersey and all the names and all that stuff, man. Just tell me, brother, what do you see and what is the problem up there in New York City? The problem is uh, you got people out of position on that offensive line, man. You know, if I was to um, be the orchestrator, the coach that tell you who need to play where, uh, Eric Flowers would be my right tackle. He's not a he's not a blind side tackle. He played right tackle at the University of Miami. I will bring Prue, right, that's playing guard right now, to the left tackle. You know, last night they brought him in to play right tackle, right, until um they move him back to guard because the guy that was playing guard wasn't doing too good. What they gotta do is this is what they definitely gotta do. You got people in the street right now, right, they got cut off the of teams that I think could probably come in there and play that role, man. All you need is to build your two tackles up, right? Uh, the center's good. The center's all pro. And just put two guards in there, it's going to be solid. So right now, you got to shuffle that damn line up, man. You know, you just got to shuffle them and, and let people know, listen, man, you, you, you didn't do it for two games. It's time to make a move. And uh, I think that's what may happen this week, even though uh, – he got a vote of confidence from his front office and the coach, right? Um, I still think he don't need to be at the left tackle, and that's Flowers. Flowers need to be on the other side or either off the fucking team, man, because you're making too much money, man, to be sitting out there getting embarrassed on Monday night primetime TV. Exactly. You know, you gave up You gave up out of the four sacks. You gave up three. You know, we can't have that, man. Oh. Um Eddie uh, Rosario almost got, went deep for a grand slam, yeah, yeah, but it but, stayed in. I mean, all, almost don't give you no money. <laughs> um, Shut up, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one main thing is, uh, I think Eli, uh, two years, two years ago, that was it for him. I don't know why they let him come back last year. I don't know why, you know, they signed him to that contract. That's the reason they let him come back. But I don't know why they let him come back. And definitely this year he shouldn't have been back. Due to the fact that Eli is a, a shell of what he used to be. You know, right. he he never was a dominant quarterback. He just know how to win when it's time to win. He'll go on the road and, and, and bring it home for you, you know. But it seems like um, games that he should win, he don't win. That was a wonderful game for us last night. We didn't win it because you know why? Even though the line was a little bad, when it wasn't bad, he had time to throw. He had the ball in his hand for five seconds. I was counting, you know, because I was trying to prove a point to somebody. I said, when Eli steps back and there's no pressure on him, count how long he had that ball. You know what he's doing? He's looking for one man in that middle vicinity. He's not looking to neither sideline. He do not do progressing. You know what I'm saying? He don't look across the field. He's looking for one or two individuals, and if they're not open, he gets sacked. You know, and right. you can't do that. That ball got to be out at three. Three well, seconds. Let me, that ball got to be out your hand. And let me ask you. And I made a mistake earlier, but I, I was meant to mention Brandon Marshall. That's who I was talking about. 
you know, signed mm-hmm. him to do some big things for you guys, and and he's MIA, and I'm really pissed about that because I had him on my uh, DraftKings a couple times, hoping he'd break out, but no go so far. But but you know what I noticed about him, as as and definitely last night, he tries to catch the ball with his chest, man. You know. Okay. I mean, come on, you're you're a professional. You see all the big-time receivers catch it with their hands, man. He's trying to catch it with his chest, man. I couldn't believe that. That's how he missed a couple last night. And that's what really made me say, well, was this guy really worth going to get? You had other receivers out there, man. Right now you got uh, Antoine Bolden out there. That I think if he came to a team like the Giants, I'm not saying we want to pick him up. I don't know if he got any injury problems or anything. But he just got cut by whoever he was on, you know. Oh, why not go get him? You know what I'm saying? At least one thing about it, he's a possession receiver. He gonna get you, he gonna catch last year he caught some balls yeah, that's what let him go to Detroit. Last year he caught some balls with Detroit when we was playing them. I mean, he looked like the old Antoine Bowen from the right. from the past, right? I mean, this is my thing about my team. I think we go out and get the wrong team. If you playing under the lights, bright light, big city, you know what I'm saying, you got a fan base that if you're losing, they still come see you, a.k.a. the Knicks, Giants, you know? It's it's New York City, yeah. Right. So my thing is you got to shine, man. You got to come out and play some ball, you know? So you got to go get ball players that like that prime time, big light that can show off. We don't have, you know what, our third string back. (laughs) is out of the uh, University of Clemson. The guy that played with uh, uh with uh, uh Watts in the last two years, right? Right. Um he can catch the ball out the backfield and he's a hell of a fine runner. You know, he did good in preseason. I don't know why he's not getting a shot because that fucking Perkins man from um UCLA, I do not like them California backs or quarterbacks. Anything well, that says back in the, uh, out west, I can't stand them when they come to the NFL. They me, never pan out. Okay, you know? well, let me ask so, you this, Jersey. Let's switch it from yeah. the players for a quick minute over to the front office. You got Jerry okay. Reese. Um, you know, you got the coach. Uh, I was reading an article today, and I hold up, I wrote it down here in the New York Post by Mike Vaccaro. Um, right. W- what do we think about the front office here? You know, I mean. Um, okay. Have you got to look at it like this. You got to look at it like this. Jerry Reese. And, and Jerry Reese is the GM of the Giants, by the way, for right. people who don't know. Af- African-American brother. Yep, yep. He took over for George Young, right? And when he took over for George Young, he won two Super Bowls within that stretch, right? Because he was bringing in players from the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds that was making the squad and producing both of those Super Bowls, right? His last couple of years, his last four to five, probably six, four to five years, he hasn't been drafting like that. He's been drafting these guys that are supposed to be potentially good players, but they come and turn out to be a bust, a.k.a. our running back Williams, who now play out in San Diego, right? right? Number one draft joint. Um, Eric Flowers, bam. Uh, two other guys um, that's not on the team right now. Uh, one had legal problems and the other one um, just wasn't panning out. You know, he's been getting buses, man. You know, that happens, but you cannot go 
See, this is the thing about um, the NFL that I can't stand. Some teams, not all, they go by that Wanderley test, man. You know, they try to get people that uh, yeah. so-called yeah. so get high scores on that. And they're not the brawlers. That's just like, you know, I, I hate mentioning this team, but I have to mention it because I'm down here and people ask me, how you been down here so long and not a Falcon fan? Oh, it's like the Falcons. The Falcons. Right. They, don't go get, <laughs> they don't go get the players, a.k.a. that um, – or the, or, the, or the hard nose like a Randy Moss. They had a chance to get Randy Moss and T.O. one year to help Vic out. But Arthur Blank didn't want him because he said they're not the so-called uh, Atlanta ball players, you know, that supposed yeah. deserve to be on his team, you know. Uh, I think that's the same way uh, this giant structure is going. I think Jerry Reeves has his tie sometime with Wilton Mara. You know, the Maras try to hold up the NFL um, mm-hmm. good guy, good owner team like type thing because his father was the owner um, of the team back in the days. Now he's trying to hold that same uh, persona but I'm like this. Go get the fucking ball players that know how to play in New York. Don't go get the choir boys that get out there and then they they lay an egg man. I'm tired of these eggs being laid because if they're not golden I don't want a rotten one. And the interesting thing is and folks we got Jersey Vern the chief rocker uh, ex-squad affiliate by the way uh, host of some some great shows. Check out xsquadaffiliates.com. Follow Jersey Vern on Spreaker as well. N- great new show, relationship show with Tori Lee on Saturday nights, which is just what we need at X Squad. A nice Saturday night type of show like that. I love the vibe that you two have there, Jersey. But um, back to the Giants real quick, man. So the funny thing is, I mean, this team, in, you know, despite all the issues we're talking about now, they won 11 games last year. And I know we're only two games in. Um, what happens next week? Um, who do the Giants got next week? Oh, we got the Eagles, man. Two, okay, things a lot of people didn't, uh, two things a lot of people didn't realize. We was missing our middle linebacker who calls the defense, right? The guy they had out there looked like a little leaguer. You know, Sam Munson, uh, and and we miss our set down corner and Javaris Jenkins. You know, what I'm saying so we was missing two players. So once you miss two players, that throws the rotation of your uh, substitution pattern out the door. You know, because people that you usually substitute with are starting, right. and you know, uh, then the guys behind them they come in on those packages that they would come in on. So it was a little missing miss. Uh, and you know what? Um, I just found out, um, Vince. Eli Apple, ex-Buck guy, you know, my, my alumnus, right, you right. know what I'm saying? Uh, he's not who I thought he was. Maybe he's on the wrong side of the field, but the other side of the field is Jenkins' side of the field. So they got him on the side that um, DRC play, and they got DRC playing the slot when Jenkins is out there. But um, Apple misplaying balls, and it's looked like they said – Grudenham said last night teams are going after him. So if, if teams are going after you, mm-hmm. you're number one pick. You know you can play the corner spot. Better your game and study some more. Well, study what you're doing wrong. Look at yeah. the film, you know. Because the way he played that ball last night, man, I could have went out there and smacked him instead of his mama smacking him. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't play like that, you know. So, I mean, we make well, it a little... And, and, and that's the thing, Jersey, because, and look, if if y'all can get by the Eagles next week, get that first win. Right. 
there's a couple week stretch coming up. Tampa Bay and I, I, I was about to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, there's there's an opportunity there because then you're on the road in Denver and, you know, the, the ever-vaunted Denver defense and all that. But there is a chance to, you know, yeah. get it turned around real nice here before you get out, um, you know, head out to the Rocky Mountains. Right. It, it, it is it is an opportunity. And um, I just hope, you know, from – because today the, the, the New York talk shows was hot today. Oh, I, mean, I bet it they were. Yeah. And, and can, I, can I speak on one subject just to get off the dial for just a minute, man? Go ahead, sir. Um, Mike Francesa, the original Mike and the Mad right, Dog. Yeah. Mike Francesa used to do CBS football, college football and basketball, right, in the studio. He He's, he's retiring. Well, they really forced him out. His contract is up. They forced him out um, in December, right? I saw that. He made a bold statement today, and I feel that uh, he, he's a favorite type person. If his coaches he like. He will not say that to He said that Franklin was, you know, in other words, I say on aspect because I know Mike for so many years because I remember when the Mike and Mad Dog show first came on. When I was living up that way. I, I used to keep tuned turn, in for sports radio. You know, I, I, I listen to sports radio every day back up in uh, the city, right. right? He had the nerve to call this man out because this man called the timeout to put his not first string, but second string punt block team in there, not punt, uh, field goal block team in there, to freeze the kicker from Georgia State. <laughs> I mean, how do you dare call a man out that's coaching and he's winning and he's been doing what he do yeah. best uh, for the last two seasons? He revived Penn State. How do you do this, man? Well, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I hear the passion in your voice. That's why I, you know, and I, I'm actually kicking myself because I, I should have jumped on. And checked out some, you know, WFAN, some New York sports talk today because um, I, I caught a little bit of uh, Mad Dog on uh, Sirius today. Uh, a very little bit. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, had a lot of meetings and whatnot happening at work today. But, right. man, I, let me ask you this, Jersey, because I only got a couple more minutes here. But let's just move right. it on to next week. What does the squad have to do to get that win and take down Philadelphia? Uh, all all they got to do, Vince, to me, I think their best offense is the two-minute offense, the no-huddle, hurry-up no offense. Huddle, okay. Yeah, no-huddle, hurry-up offense. If you do that to the Eagles' defense, that will slow that pass rush down. That will wear them down. I like how you're thinking. They have, they have um, smaller guys on the line than our offensive line. So if we do that hurry-up offense and just move the ball, you know what I'm saying? And just take the momentum right out of Philly. We can come home with the win. But I don't know if McAdoo don't do I think McAdoo really don't like Eli, so he don't trust Eli doing that. McAdoo want a quarterback that can move out the pocket, a.k.a. Coach Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. I think he likes Geno Smith. That's why they um, kept Geno and cut right, um, Josh yeah. Johnson. That's yeah, that was, an inter- that was an interesting move, and I, I've, I, I actually, I wish I could talk tonight, but I, I thought the same thing. Um, Chief, let me ask you this here, because like I said, I only got another moment or so with you. Do they win next week? Do they win? Yeah, we'll win. And I'm not saying it's just because it's my team or nothing like that. Right. Uh, pressure 
in New York will make you play better than what you're playing. You know, to hear your team in the news every day, they're going to be in the news every day. Talk shows all night, all day, all night until the game time will be talking about what happened this past week, first game. The main thing is how they looked and seeing how Dallas went out there and got beat on, and they know they could have beat Dallas themselves if they would have went out there and played a better offensive game. You know, people think Dallas is is really tough. Um, Dallas has young athletes that I think in a couple more years with other pieces will make that a better team. But right now, Dallas is just a mix and match team, man. They got all mix and match type of people in there, man. You know, that defense isn't, isn't as good as they showed against the Giants. True. It just, just the um, Giants wasn't playing no ball, you know? Exactly. Well, so Jared, I think they will. Uh, I'm sorry, go they're ahead. Definitely, they're definitely bring this one home. And um, from there, we just got to start straightening things out each and every week. All right, my man. Well, listen, tell the folks where they can find you, man, and how they can follow you on Twitter and wherever else you are. Um, like I said, yeah. the new show, uh, you and uh, Tori doing big things and uh, sounding good, man. I, I like what you guys are doing. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, uh, on Twitter, I got two pages. Um, I got Rick Vernon, um, uh, Jersey Vern, right? Um, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Chief Rocker. Uh, Facebook, Vernon Ricks, number one chief rocker. Um, you can also catch me on the Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart, TDSS, Two Live Stews platform on Monday from 1 to 3, doing my recap show from the weekend, uh, sports entertainment, uh, call-ins. You know, people scared to call in my show, Vince. Then I got <laughs> on-the-spot calls, what I haven't been able to do. Right. You know, nice. and I, I mean, I only take um, breaks or nothing, and the two hours go by so fast, right? It does. And also, man. also, also, I'm I'm trying to get back during the bottom to the top show with the microwave. You know, we haven't been able to make that go. And then, uh, you know, I also do a show with Mandelion, the East Leap, Grind oh, and Repeat, because that's what we do. Man. So, but the show that I'm really focusing on because this young lady is very talented from your hometown of Chicago, right. Chicago, Southside, yep. Miss Tori Lee. Hey, Miss Tori Lee is a singer. She sung for the for the people Saturday. Miss Tori Lee is brilliant. She's the one that brought up. Let's do Facebook where I have both of us on there. We right. did Facebook and uh, Speaker dot com this weekend. Facebook did so good, man. You know, you, you know, um, yeah, and that's the, the thing we just too. Is keep we, it our show. Yeah, because we got to start um, uh, doing some things outside the box at X Squatting, uh, hitting them new platforms, man, and the visual is really what it's all about. So I and actually that's how I was checking out the show uh, the other day as well, man. I I actually uh, tapped out a speaker and watched you guys on Facebook Live for about 40 minutes. Right, right. And, and you know what I'm going to do, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to make some um trips every other weekend to Chicago cuz I fly free, man. Oh, just to nice, do a show nice. live with her. Right. And we're not just going nice. to do it probably at her place, man. We probably going to do a remote where she probably had to sing with her band or something like that, man. We're that, about to branch this nice. thing out to the point yeah. where, hey, man, Chief Rock is going to come famous, bro. You yeah. know, and, that, and and all I wanted to do was just have fun and enjoy, man. But I guess that these younger like people are bringing the youth back into me. Now, hey, nothing wrong with that, man. Like Aaliyah says, age ain't nothing but a number. 
And as uh, the Gov is, is, you know, looking at the big 5-0 in about a year and a half here, I'm, I'm definitely feeling that vibe. Well, Jersey, man, thank you so much for hitting us up as always. I mean, you always give the, yes, the best reaction when you call in and, and people let me know how the shows go on Twitter and direct messages. Everybody loves the Chief Rocker, man. Hey, man, I love everybody out there, man. Hey, y'all have a nice, lovely evening. And, uh, hey, man, Chief Rocker about to check out, check my Yankees out. Yeah, um, we're yeah, about yeah. to put the Twinkies to rest tonight. <laughs> yes, you know you what I'm saying? I used to eat Twinkies, but um, <laughs> they're not my favorite no more. So, uh, <laughs> hey, you enjoy it, Gov. Tell the family I said what's up. I will do that, brother. Take care, my man. All right, man. Oh, whoops, accidentally hung up a little too soon. Oh, man. Well, there he is, the number one chief rocker, and that brings another edition of Sports Done Right to an end. I want to thank everybody in the Spreaker.com chat room. Um, check out XSquadAffiliates.com. This is a podcast. It sure is. I want to thank three guests tonight, all of them off the chain. Of course, you just heard the number one chief rocker, Jersey Vern. Um, we also want to thank Gilbert Batista, IE Sports Radio, co-host, by the way, of our boxing show, Ringside. And... My main man, Mr. Mike Coffee, Michael Ray Coffee. You don't get much more of a Southern name than Michael Ray Coffee. I love that. Anyway, we call him the Colonel out of Kentucky. And I just want to thank everybody, man. It was a fun show tonight. Sorry for that snafu at the beginning of Jersey's interview, but we all good now. So with that being said, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you for tuning in. Speaker.com, sports done right. You tune in again Tuesday nights here on Speaker.com and XYAffiliates.com as well. I'm about to go chill. Finish me off a nice ice cold line in Cleveland and hit the sack. Vince Wright, the sports gov, and I am out.